The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. When it comes to buying your first home, everyone has questions. Can we even afford to buy a house right now? Well, I need to negotiate. How do I even negotiate? Luckily, a REMAX agent has answers. Hey, Brian. Those are really good questions. They are? Thanks. It's my first time buying. I work with first-time buyers all the time. I got you. Remax agents have more experience than other real estate agents. Visit Remax.com or download the Remax app to find the right agent. The right agent can lead the way. Each office independently owned and operated. Luck is never just luck. If you think winning is only a matter of chance, think again. We bring you sports gaming strategies and information that changes outcomes. Keep it here. And get the winning edge. This is Sports Grid Radio on Sirius XM. Sports Grid Radio Network. Scumbags! Rage! Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. Rage all you want. Let's roll! It's level three! The late night anger management class. This is Sports Rage. I am Gable Renzi, the Pistol Players, the Hustlers, the people of Boston, and everybody else in between. Sirius XM Channel 159. As uh, we pick up the pieces of falling with 25 nothing shutout, New England Patriots pitched the shutout uh, tonight. Another embarrassing and humiliating performance uh, from the Atlanta Falcons. Just throw it on the pile. Yet I'll tell you what, the Falcons did manage to do something that not a lot of teams have managed to do. And in fact, so I think it's only happened like three times in NFL history. The Falcons had three different quarterbacks uh, throw interceptions tonight. Matt Ryan threw two interceptions. Josh Rosen threw a pick. And then Felipe Franks threw an interception. <laughs> like, yeah, like, hey, you know what? All you can do is sometimes laugh. Hey, listen, I was, at least I was on the Patriots. Thank God. Early in the week, I was like, I don't know if I want to lay seven on the road. Then I realized, hey, listen, man, they're playing the Falcons here. The Falcons are the first team since 2009. To have three players throw an interception in the same game. In 2009, Matt Schaub, Rex Grossman, and Chris Brown all threw interceptions. The last team before that was the year 2000. And how about the collection of this this quarterback group? Ryan Leaf, Jim Harbaugh, and Moses Marino. All right, this is real trivia here right now, and I'm putting myself on the spot on uh, live. And uh, well, we got about 40, 44, 50,000 listeners uh, here. Moses Marino, quarterback. I'm going to say Colorado State. God, am I good. Boom! Yeah, it's impressive. That's impressive, I gotta say. That's pretty good. Uh, Pat yourself on the back. Ah, nah. I already knew I was great, Matthias. I already <laughs> know I know everything. So you know what I'm saying. But I did. I did that out loud. So I'm looking at quarterbacks: Ryan Leaf, Jim Harbaugh, I'm like Moses Marino. I'm like, yeah, yeah, that kid from Colorado State, right? Boom, Colorado State. And hey, that's 21 years ago, Matthias. 
It's not bad. Like I don't know how many people you can say. All right, let's let's take let's take let's go back twenty years and look at the third string quarterbacks on every NFL team and tell me what school they went to. Yeah. I'll probably I'll I'll get thirty one of them, thirty of them. Like I might, you know what I mean? There might be one that I'll be like, ah, oh, oh, like, but. Man, what a collection of quarterbacks. Ryan Leaf, Jim Harbaugh. <laughs> now, I will be honest. If if I was, like, on Stump the Schwab or something, and they said Ryan Leaf and Harbaugh teammates, I'd be like, I don't know. I don't know about that. I don't really remember that. But Harbaugh was on the Chargers. Harbaugh was a good quarterback. He was he was a quarterback with the Chicago Bears. Mike Ditka hated him and terrorized him, though. Uh, so Harbaugh was a quarterback on the Bears for a while. He was sort of just an average guy. You know what I mean? And um, and then if you recall, his career got rejuvenated, Harbaugh. He ended up on the Indianapolis Colts with Ted Marchabrota as the coach. Buffalo Bill offensive coordinator. Like the Bill, great Bills teams that went to the Super Bowls all the time. Their offensive coordinator got a head coaching job, Ted Marchabrota, and he became the head coach of the Indianapolis Colts. And Harbaugh was the quarterback with the Colts. And remember, they went on that nice playoff run. That's the day I met Spike Lee in Mexico. I watched the game at a bar with Spike Lee. Well, it wasn't at his table, but <laughs> it's true. I did watch. See, that's one of those deals. They say, what, you watch the game with Spike Lee? You say, yeah. I watched a game in a bar with Spike Lee. I was in the same bar as he was watching the game. But I did meet him and stuff. <laughs> right? I, did, I talked to him and stuff. In fact, like I saw him later in the day. Like I ran into Spike Lee a bunch of times. Um, and it was that day. That's one of the craziest stories ever. And I can't tell the full story on like the radio. I guess I could on serious sort of. But even morally me, it was sort of a low day. Like we can't share everything that happened. It's the late night anger man for class. This is Sports Rage. I am Gabriel Bradsey. The pimps, the players, the hustlers, the people that bust them, and everybody else in between. So uh, we had a little piece of history tonight. The Atlanta Falcons, first team, first team since 2009 to have three players throw an interception in the same game. Matt Schaub, Rex Grossman, and uh, Chris Brown. That's quite the um, that's quite the collection of QBs, and that happened in 2009. They were able to accomplish that. Josh Rosen, you're wondering where Josh Rosen is? Well, he's the backup in Atlanta. And uh, he threw an interception. Felipe Franks, and no, yeah, listen, I hope that no one in the Felipe Franks, no friends of her family are listening, but how the hell is Felipe Franks in the NFL? Like, just let's just call it out. Because <laughs> he could run. That's all he does is run. He runs for his life. <laughs> what, what, on the sidelines? Like, like on you the know what I mean? Like, team, Gabe. But he, yeah. He's like the Marcus Mariota, like uh, run around so he could try to get, catch a scrambling quarterback type of guy. Yeah, yeah, whatever. He sucks. That's what he is. <laughs> All right, he so he's terrible. And um, it's very hard to accomplish uh, what the, the Falcons did tonight. You know, getting shut out after scoring a field goal last week. So they've been outscored 68-3 to in the last two football games. And the last time before 2009, we have to go all the way back. This is for everybody in San Diego. The Chargers, Ryan Leaf, Harbaugh, Moreno. The late night anger management class. This is Sports Rage. Vent your rage. Bring it. 
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Network. You are listening to Sports Rage Late Night with Gabe Marinci. This is Sports Rage. I am Marantzi. We're throwing it down here on the Thursday night. Throw down. All right, we got the big E, Eric Cohen, going to be stepping up and in in a couple of moments. Mike Tanier will be kicking it with us uh, as well. 25 nothing final score uh, tonight. And listen, the Atlanta Falcons, Atlanta Falcons are a football team that are sort of at a crossroads uh, right now that don't want to let go of the past uh, fully, uh, but they need to step into the future. Otherwise, they're going to be stuck. Uh, they're going to be stuck where they are right now. Matt Ryan, Matt Ryan could 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 contribute to a football team. I think you could get something for Matt Ryan in the off season and and just move forward. I know it was the right move when they traded uh, Julio Jones, Matias. Right? I know you know people, Atlanta Falcon fans, didn't like it, and oh no, they're trading. You know, it's Julio Jones. It's the end of an era and stuff. But look at Julio Jones is always injured right now. He's injured now again. He's always been hurt. The Super Bowl run is done, bro. Look at the Patriots. They won that damn game, and they have a completely new team. Like, these franchises that hang on to the past too much, you know, you live in the past, you get stuck in the past, and you'll die in the past, and that's what's going on with the Falcons right now. I completely agree with you, Gabe. And their train wreck right now, tonight you could have called it a dumpster fire. You know, you lose Cordero Patterson, and the whole offense goes to crap. We're talking about Cordero Patterson here. You know, a guy like that, you can't just come off – you can't just jump off of the wagon and think Cordero Patterson's going to move the chains for the Falcons. You know, they were a train wreck tonight. The play calling was a train wreck tonight. Matt Ryan was beyond terrible. I'm not going to give him any injury excuse. I thought he injured his foot uh, in the first quarter and early in the second quarter trying to get away from that scramble. But just really, really bad from the Falcons. They actually might be the worst team in the NFC South right now, and we wouldn't have said that two weeks ago. Well, it's a week-to-week league. I thought they kind of will be, and they will end up being the worst team 
uh, in, in the cell. But it's just getting smashed in the fashion that they did. Bad night for you. Your, your, your Clippers go down. Clippers uh, go down and uh, in Atlanta. Yeah, and and the Ducks went down. It was a bad. Oh, night and the Ducks. Me. Yeah, I was on the Ducks actually. I was on the. Ducks. I like Carolina tonight, so that one wasn't that sour. But I had the, the under five and a half good. though too. I, had, I always I had, think of McGinnis when they when the Ducks uh, with those unders because of Gibson, and when when you see Anderson playing on the other side for the Carolina Hurricanes, you're going to see some good goalkeeping. Yeah, you know what? One well, uh, <laughs> goalkeeping. That's a soccer term. <laughs> Hey, I'm a goalkeeper, you know. You know, you know yeah, what I'm it sort of translates, but it's not really. They call it uh, net minding. You can call it net minding in hockey. Net net minding goalkeeping. Yeah, you know, I, I hear what you're saying though. Hockey people get mad if you call it a um, a uh, locker room <laughs> or a clubhouse. They call it a dressing room, right? There's a, oh, no, 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 no. It's 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 a dressing room. So, yeah, for the people wondering about, yeah, so I was talking about the Harbaugh stuff with Indianapolis. That really was one of the craziest days. One of the crazy. I've had crazy like party days before and stuff like that in my life. But um, I was in Puerto Vallarta in like the, I don't know, it was like the late 80s, I guess. I was in, yeah, late 80s, early 90s. Remember Harbaugh, whenever Harbaugh beat the Chiefs. Remember they played the, they played the Chiefs and then it was the, the Steelers to go to the Super Bowl. The Bills lost in a Super Bowl. Who was the quarterback at the time? Neil O'Donnell. Yeah, Neil, Neil O'Donnell. So I'm in this, uh, you know, I'm in Puerto Vallarta, Mexico. And for the first two or three days that I was there, I didn't know there was sports betting there. <laughs> right? I like I was actually calling people, like placing bets. I was telling people, get this bet in for me. And, stuff. and someone said, I think there's actually sports betting. And I was like, what? Really? And lo and behold, I found that place, Calientes. Right? So it was like a uh, it was like a dog racing. And like, it was like a little bar. And they had dog racing on and stuff. But it was like a little mini sports book. And totally ruined my trip. And I totally ruined my trip. Because I instead of like, you know what I mean? I was there all the time suddenly. Right? So I was always going into this place. And I was betting all the time there. And it was the NFL playoffs. So the Sunday came. And it was the NFL playoffs. And... Um, there was like this bar, there was like a sports bar. And uh, so I go into the sports bar, and um, and uh, Spike Lee's there. So, and I had, I had like, I was in a band and stuff, right? And at the time, our record just came out. So, I, you know what? I just realized it was like 1995 and stuff. So I had the CD. I had like CDs with me for whatever reason, and Spike Lee's there. So I go up to Spike Lee, and I'm like, hey, Spike. And uh, he's like, hey, how you doing? Nice guy and stuff. And I tell him, I'm like, listen, if you ever need like a, a metal band or metal hard rock music for any of your movies, right? I said, I'm in a band. <laughs> I said, I said, in fact, and he goes, oh, yeah, what's the band? I said, oh, here you go. And I gave him the CD and stuff. He goes, all right, cool, cool. I'll check it out. And um, I'm like, oh, that's awesome. And I, I'm a big Spike Lee fan, too, especially in those days, right? They do the right thing just came out and stuff. So I'm like, oh, man, that's awesome. I just met Spike Lee. And I should note, too, um, I met, like, a lot of hot girls there. Like, yeah, I had a good week. You know what I mean? I was like, everything was going well and stuff. So I give, I give Spike Lee a CD. I sit down at the bar. Not with Spike Lee. So then I sit down at the bar. Spike Lee's at, like, a table behind me. I sit down at the bar. And I order like a bucket of beer. It's like dirt cheap. So I order a bucket, six beers. And I have like my tickets, all right, like that I bet. 
So I sort of take the tickets out and I'm looking. I sort of put them on the table and on the bar and I'm drinking a beer. And this Australian guy sits next to me. And um, the Australian guy sits next to me. And he goes, oh, he goes, you can bet. And I said, yeah, yeah. I said, there's a place like two blocks away from here, man. I said, you can, you can bet on anything there. And he goes, uh, he goes, really? Guy pulls out a stack of cash. And he goes, listen. He goes, will you go place a bet for me? And I tell him, I'm like, dude, it's right down the street, right there. Like, and he goes, no, no. He goes, can you go? And then he takes out another amount of money. He, he goes, this is for me. It was like 300 bucks. He goes, 300 is for me. And he goes, uh, he gave me 300. I almost feel like I'm being hustled here. And he goes, uh, you bet on whatever you want. But he goes, this is what I want to take and stuff. So I'm like, yeah, sure, no problem. <laughs> so, you know what I mean? I'm like, wow, I can't just get any better. I just met Spike Lee. This guy just gave me 300 bucks. And uh, so I go, I play the tickets, I come back, and he goes, oh, that's real cool. You know, you didn't just take off with the money. I'm like, no, no, I want to watch the game. So I got even more tickets now on the game and stuff. And I'm like, what's your deal anyways, buddy? And because uh, the guy had a lot of money. He's throwing money. He's like ordering drinks and stuff and like, and the guy, a crazy story, he tells me a story about how he was dating this girl. He's like, uh, he was like a good-looking dude type thing. And he's basically like a, like a gigolo. He goes, I don't really have a job. He goes, I kind of, I was dating this girl. And, you know, I was kind of, you know, living with her and stuff. And uh, he said that he broke up with her. He goes, you know, I broke up with her. Um about a month ago or whatever, like a month before, and she won the lottery. She won the lottery. Like a lot. Like a lot of money type thing. And um, I guess like it wasn't a marriage of love type thing, but I don't know if he married her or whatever, like for money. But he, he point blank, he was getting all drunk. And he wasn't like a happy dude. He's telling me about his life and stuff. And he had like a $10,000 a month allowance from her, right? <laughs> so he's getting wasted. And then he goes, you know, he starts asking, do you know where you can get some other things, like besides sports bets? <laughs> Let's just say the day got pretty wild. I think we went through 10K of his money, actually. And he, the day finished off with him staying on the love boat. <laughs> Bring it. <laughs> SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Manfoot class continues. This is Sports Rage. I am Gable Moretti. The pimps, the players, the hostlers, the biggie, Eric Collins, and everybody else in between. We're throwing it down on Sirius XM Channel 1159, a mightier 1090, and of course, all of our AM radio affiliates. TSN Edge, the biggie, Eric Collins, steps up and in. Let's talk NFL football. What's up, Cohen? Good to catch up with you. Thanks for joining us. 
Of course, anytime. How are you, Gabe? We're fired up, uh, Cohen. So uh, the big E, Eric Cohen, and I share a passion for the Buffalo Bills. And he's also a Michigan Wolverine fan. And who would have thought coming into the year, if you would have said, all right, Michigan and Buffalo, one of them is going to be in the national and the championship uh, picture. You wouldn't have thought it would would have been uh, the Michigan Wolverines. But Michigan actually are in the the title picture right now. And the Buffalo Bills are Super Bowl favorites, even though I don't think they should be. Uh, But the Buffalo Bills are Super Bowl favorites. What do you think about the Bills and the Colts game this week? Well, can I first say something about Michigan, Gabe? I don't know about you. I felt so disgusted about that Michigan State game. I felt like they got jobbed on so many calls in that game. There was four or five of them. And I know that, uh, obviously, Jim Harbaugh felt the same way. He says he's still pissed off, but so am I. I really feel like, you know, Michigan totally got ripped off. Uh, they, they, they were up by 60 in the fourth quarter. They had that game won. And, you know, if they win that game, and then, of course, they beat Ohio State later in the year. They, they are a shoo-in to be a top two or three team. So that's definitely, you know, it pisses me off. But I do feel like, you know what, if they can beat Ohio State, they will be in that top four, and they'll be a playoff team. Well, I they have like- to. They'll have to win the Big Ten. They'll have to win the championship game after, which is not, not an automatic uh, no. for them. But, yeah, listen, they did get screwed, and the Big Ten admitted after. Yeah, uh, the Big Ten, you know, apologized, said to miss calls. One of them was really a fumble, and it would have been a touchdown for Michigan. Right. And right. yeah, listen, the game, the game, and they reviewed it, that call too. But the whole thing is, and I said after the game, I said after, and Michigan always gets screwed against Michigan State for whatever reason. You figure yeah. that like sort of the the bigger team would would get the calls, but they don't. But I said after, it really didn't matter because they control their own destiny. Well, Michigan State need to lose again, uh, but it comes down to beating Ohio State and winning out. Right. And that's what it came down to anyways. You know, yeah, you can say, oh, they could have a perfect record right now. But in the end, it won't matter unless Michigan State run the table, which they're not going to because they're going to lose to Ohio State uh, right. this week. Right. It'll all yeah, play itself listen, out. You're right. Michigan Michigan beats Ohio State, and it's obviously something they haven't done uh, under Jim Harbaugh. Then, you know what? They'll be fine. They'll be good. They, they, they'll get there. And, I mean, will they be able to compete with a team like Georgia? Who knows? But, I mean, obviously, you know, some of those other undefeated teams like Oklahoma definitely got exposed. They've had some really tight games all year. So, I feel Michigan is a top. I mean, uh, it was Dan Orlovsky who did the the color this week during the Michigan game. And he said in his mind, he's seen Oklahoma and Cincinnati, and he felt that Michigan was a top four team. So, it's good to see that, you know, people that are not biased feel that Michigan, from a talent perspective, are definitely good enough to be in that college football play. Playoff. Um, as far as that Bills Colts game this week, you know what? I, listen, the Bills beat them last year in the playoffs with Phillip Rivers. Uh, you know, Carson Wentz has actually played better than I thought he would this year, obviously, minus the the two awful uh, interceptions he threw in the Tennessee game a couple of weeks ago, the, the terrible one in his end zone, and then the, uh, the one in overtime. But other than that, he's been good. Uh, but if the Bills can contain Jonathan Taylor, uh, this is a game that they should be able to win and probably win. By at least seven points, I, I feel pretty comfortable that the Bills, based on how they played last week, based on you know their body work, other than the Jacksonville game and the first half against Miami, uh, they should be fine. For me, I look at this game and I'm not as confident in the Bills. I think you know the back door will be open all game uh, here. I didn't forget that the Indianapolis Colts played very tough with the Buffalo Bills last year in the playoffs. Right, that game, you know, it really did. I mean, a couple of plays here and a couple of plays there, and he, the Colts could have won that football game. For me, I think Buffalo will win, but it's, it's you know, it's seven and a half points. It's, it's you know, they're going to have to win convincingly. For me, I like the overcon. 
That's where I'm going with this. I think there's going to be points. I think Buffalo will be able to put points up on the Colts, and I think Indy will be able to put enough up to get this game over the number. I like this game to go over the number. Yeah, you know what? I, I a lot of but the thing is Buffalo's defense has been lights out. You got to give that unit a lot of credit. They they could be the best best defense in football right now. They're playing that well. Uh, so that's the only thing I worry. I think Buffalo will get theirs. Indianapolis does not have a very good defense at all. So that's the big edge Buffalo has. They got such a better defense than the Colts do. Uh, so for me, like I think Buffalo gets to 30, no problem. Uh, will the Colts get to 20? Uh, yeah, you know what? Most games they have last week was a weird. I like the, I like the over last week in the Colts Jags game. It was like 17, three in the first quarter and the scoring just stopped. So it's weird how that can happen, but I, I definitely see where you're going with that. Yeah, I think Buffalo, I think it's sort of like, you know, I think Buffalo will get into the 30s and Indy yeah. will get into the 20s. And okay. Buffalo Buffalo will get into the 30s. This next game, I actually like the under uh, in. And, man, the number has been coming down, actually. So Green Bay and Minnesota. Yeah. Uh, Green, Green Bay, Minnesota. The Packers have been a covering machine to cover nine weeks in a row, as yeah. everybody knows. But it's been on the backs of the defense. And they're an under machine, this football team. On the season, what's your take? Do you think the Vikings can knock them off, or are you buying into the Packers keep this going? Uh, you know what? Green Bay's defense has been really, really good. You look at their last couple games, right? Like the game against the Chiefs. Obviously, the Chiefs' offense wasn't clicking too well a couple weeks ago, the way it did against the Raiders this past week. But uh, Green Bay's defense held them to 13 points, and then last week, of course, they they shut out Russell Wilson. Uh, so obviously, they've um, they've found something. In Green Bay with that defense, it's much, much improved from where it was. Like you think back to early in the year when Jameis Winston had five touchdowns week one against them. Uh, the Packers, there was a lot of questions about their defense. Now it's playing lights out. So, yeah, this definitely feels like a 24-20, a, a 23-20 kind of game. Close game, low scoring. I think the under definitely makes sense. What do you think? There's a lot of interesting games. There's a lot of really cool games. All these games are so important because of the parity right now. And because of the uh, the extra wild card and the extra week in the season, so the National Football League is getting their desired result uh, by all of that. So every game is just so big. You know, the Raiders, Raiders and Bengals is is a massive one. Seahawks and Cards is big. Cowboys and Chiefs, Steelers and Chargers. Almost every game, you can say, oh, yeah, this has sort of playoff playoff implications. But what games are you looking at? What are your best bets this week, Cohen? You know what? I really like the Dolphins. It's not a game that means anything. You talked about games that mean a lot. The Dolphins and Jets mean nothing. Uh, but I like how Miami's played the last couple of weeks. I think that it's a very short spread. I think Joe Flacco uh, might leave in a body bag the way the Dolphins are getting pressure on quarterbacks right now. And obviously Flacco's a statue. Uh, to me, the Dolphins laying three, if you can get it at three, is a very good bet. Uh, I like the Saints as an underdog. You know, you look at the Saints. Uh, they're five and zero this year as an underdog. Every game they've they've gotten points. They've won four of them outright, and then last week they covered as a three point dog with that uh, touchdown late, then not getting the two point conversion. But I think New Orleans defense gives Jalen Hurts fits, and I think that uh, Trevor Simeon get, does just enough to to get New Orleans a win there. And I like getting points. The games you mentioned. Uh, you know, Bengals are off a bye. I don't know what to expect out of them because they were so good until their last two weeks. They just looked like absolute crap. Uh, after beating up on Baltimore, you know, they follow that up by getting pummeled by 
obviously the Browns, and uh, they just have not looked good in a couple of weeks. So I don't know what to expect. I think the Raiders have definitely fallen back to earth. I think the over in KC Dallas, I think I know it's 56, but I can't really see a lot of stops in that game. I think both teams make big plays and they got game definitely go. I mean, a lot of money is going to come in on the over. It's the, it's, you know, a late, a late Sunday game at 4:20. People are going to look at those two offenses. It'll probably be a square play, but to me, over 56, I like that. Um, and the uh, Arizona Seattle game is tough because you don't know the health. I ex- I expect Kyler Murray returns for Arizona. I don't think DeAndre, DeAndre Hopkins will play. And Seattle, I mean, Russell Wilson looked obviously off last week in his first week back after injury. We'll see how he bounces back, but uh, that's that's a no play for me because I mean, another. listen. Arizona beats up on San Francisco in San Francisco with, uh, you know, with, with a backup. And then last week with the same guy, they, you know, get pummeled at home by Carolina as almost a double digit favorite. Right. So, uh, you know, I, I expect Kyler plays, but I don't know who wins that game. Yeah. That game. Listen, man, as bad as Seattle have been, yeah. this game is just like the San Francisco game. It has the same feel, doesn't it? As the San Francisco and the Rams game where yeah. it's like, oh, they're done. They're in rock bottom. No, nah, no, nah, they can't win. They're terrible. Uh, see, see, season's over. Season's over for them. Uh, and then, look, San Francisco digs down deep and, and wins the football game. Yeah. Seattle are up against it a little bit more than San Francisco were even. But it's hard to bet against a team coming off a shot. Like you said, Russell Wilson hadn't played in like a month. Yeah. I don't really think the finger was a problem, Cohen. The thing is, Seattle are just kind of are who we think they are. They're a frustrating team, man. Like, even before Russell got hurt earlier this year, their offense stalled a lot. The play calling sucks with the Seahawks. Let's just call it out for what it is. The play calling sucks. They can't run the ball. They're very predictable in what they do. There's no imagination. Like, you know, they're they're a hard team to trust, but I'm with you. I'm not running to my computer to jump in on Arizona here either. I don't – I mean, the Cardinals – all, it's funny because all year the Cardinals were coming up with these huge wins, like the win in Cleveland when you didn't expect it because they had the the COVID situation, and you know, and you and, and then you finally when you start believing in Arizona, they lose at home to to Green Bay when Green Bay's playing without receivers, Adams and Lazard don't play. So then you you fall, okay, Arizona's not as good as we thought. Then they go and they beat up on San Fran, and they follow that up by losing at home to to Carolina. It's so hard week by week, right? Like, Every year we say the same thing with the NFL. It just changes week by week. It's really hard to put. I mean, there's very few teams that are consistent. But hey, this year, you know, you mentioned Green Bay. They've covered every game since the New Orleans game week one, and and Dallas has covered every game except for the debacle against Denver a couple weeks ago. So there's yeah. a few teams that have been really good against the spread, but not many. No, you're exactly right. And you know, I'm almost admitting, man. The older I get, and as the season goes on. I realize I don't know. Like you said about yeah. Arizona Seattle. Sometimes right. it's like, I don't know, who knows? Expect yeah. the unexpected. What yeah. we do know is underdogs have covered 58% of the time so yeah. far this year. It's been a whacked out year, but whacked out years make it entertaining. The Big E, Eric Cohen, TSN, Ed, check it out. Follow uh, Cohen on Twitter. The real Eric Cohen. Always a pleasure, Cohen. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, Gabe. Enjoy the games on uh, the Saturday and the Sunday. Go Blue, go Bills. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. 
the slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month, experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Continues. This is Sports Rage. I am Gabriel Moretzi. We're throwing it down on Sirius XM Channel 159 Sports Grid Radio Networks. And of course, kicking it in San Diego, Los Angeles, the mightier 1090. Let's bring in one of my Twitter follows because I can just feel his utter contempt for society and for the football media as a whole. And I think he has more contempt than I do. And that's actually saying something, man. Mike Tenier steps up and in. Football Outsiders contributor to the New York Times. How you doing, Mike? Always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. I thought I was doing such a good job hiding my contempt for society, but I guess it must be oozing forth on Twitter. Yeah, unless you're being sarcastic, yes, it's it's oozing. Oh, it's oozing, Mike. And, and I just love it. And, you know, and it's, it's funny because I log on to, to Twitter and stuff, and a lot of times I just feel like a lot dumber, right? Like after like two, three minutes, like my brain starts to rot, and I'm like, all right, all right, you yeah. tweeted out your show links. Time to go. Just, just close the page. So I should spend more time on your page. Uh, but you know the saying, you know, if you're the smartest guy in the room, you got to find another room. And I hate to say it because I'm not the biggest NFL expert, but man, watching some of the mainstream NFL coverage, it, it rots your brain, Mike. Like after like 30 to 60 seconds, it actually makes you dumber. <laughs> It does. It does. I avoid most of the talk shows, the midday shows, forget about it, pregame shows, because it's follow the leader. It's who's hot right now, who's tw- trending right now. Everybody dogpiles on. And the, the guy who was great last week, the team that was great last week, has been great forever and will never lose again. And then the next week they forget what they said. And it's hard to do that. That is sort of selective amnesia week after week. And football outsiders, we try to take the long view and say, hey, this team is, is hot, this team is, this team is cold. But we have to look at the big picture and really look at what's really going on. So let me ask you, because I got a ton of respect um, for you guys over there at Football Outsiders. I'm a Buffalo Bills fan, and yeah. I look and I see, I see that Josh Allen is the favorite to win the most valuable player right now. I don't know why. I don't believe he's playing MVP caliber football. And I see the Buffalo Bills are the Super Bowl favorites. And I don't know why. Uh, and so my overreacting, and I know, you know, I know about all the DVOA and the metrics, this yeah. and that, and their defense is great. I've got no problem with the defense. I do have concern with the offense. And I know cosmetically, if you look at the numbers overall, they look good. Uh, but the offense is very, very inconsistent and spotty. Uh, Mike, what do you see when you see the Bills? Because, listen, I'm not panicking. It wouldn't surprise me if the Bills went to the Super Bowl. It also wouldn't surprise me if the offense sputtered out in, in a playoff game as well. And and everyone, like you say, will look back and go, well, wow, yeah, there were a lot of games where they weren't in rhythm. What's your take on this Bills team? Well, I'll start with what you said there. I, I would not be surprised if the Bills' offense sputtered out in a playoff game. I wouldn't be surprised if the Ravens' offense sputtered out in a playoff game. I wouldn't be surprised if the Chiefs threw 11 interceptions and 12 fumbles in a playoff game after, et cetera. So everybody sort of has that. And that's one of the things that we're reacting to. Nobody in the AFC looks unbeatable. We don't have that Tom Brady Patriots team that we would have seen a couple of years ago. You know, right now, football outsiders, Buffalo Bills are the number one team overall they're the number one defense overall and they're the 14th offense so number one on defense 14th on offense very good on special teams for what that's worth it turns out to be number one overall that's just the breaks right now and they're a team that when you get on offense they do not run the ball very well they pass pretty good and they commit too many penalties which is the kind of thing that you can fix during the course of the year so they come out as as, yeah the, the favorites to win the afc right now as for the josh allen side of things 
We agree with you. You know, he's whatever. He's ninth in this category, sixth in this category, seventh, eighth, tenth in that category. I think he's number one right now in the MVP standings because there's nobody else who's running away with it. And a lot of people in the, in the gambling field look at it and say, well, if they make the playoffs, they make the, the Super Bowl, he's going to be the MVP. So they're kind of looking at him uh, by default. I've got Dak Prescott, and I throw this. I don't. Yeah. I got. I got to be honest. I don't care. Let's. I've always said this. Unless you're the agent to the player, and you're getting a cut of the bonus, does it matter who the MVP is? But we do bet on this stuff, and I'm fascinated by the yeah. odds, and I think there's good odds with this stuff. I think Dak Prescott. Like if you look at Dak Prescott, what the Cowboys have done, he's at seven to one odds right now. I mean, he's had a better year than Josh Allen. The team is winning more games, and he's valuable. As you know, without Dak Prescott, the Dallas Cowboys suck. Without, yeah, I know they won with Cooper yeah. Rush, but you know what I'm saying, Mike. Like, if, if I asked you right now, who do you think the MVP is? Yeah, I think I would vote for Dak Prescott. And yeah, I was looking up the ads when you when you were talking to them, and they're yeah, they're around plus seven hundred right now. I think people actually they're plus eight hundred. I think people have just said, well, he's the comeback player of the year, so we're going to give him that award. And. I don't think voters think that way, but I think a lot of fans, a lot of... I've heard that from guests. You're right, Mike. Oh, well, I don't know if we'll give him both. I'm like, what do you mean? If he's the MVP, yeah. then he wins both. Right. <laughs> he, he's such a great comeback player of the year award candidate that he's also the MVP. That's a comeback. That's an incredible comeback. Exactly. So, right. And I've seen, it wasn't a couple of years ago, I think Mahomes won both MVP and Offensive Player of the Year. You, you can vote for both. You're allowed to. So, so I think that that's, uh, I think he's going to move to the front of the line. And I would be the one saying right now, at plus 800, I put him at the front of the line. I put that in there. The thing is, every time I've declared this guy's the MVP, he's laid an egg the following week. I said, Lamar Jackson two weeks ago, laid an egg. Matthew Stafford three weeks ago, laid an egg. I don't think Prescott will, but it's got me skittish and nervous about declaring anyone the MVP right now. What do you think about the Cowboy and the Chief game? Who are you leaning with early in the week right now? I'm leaning with the Cowboys pretty hard, and that's also based on the Football Outsiders metrics. You know, we have a thing, FO Plus. You can get it for 99 cents a week, and we, we have picks and things like that. They're leaning Cowboys. Uh, the Cowboys' defense right now, defense, is ranked fourth overall, according to Football Outsiders DVOA. They're stopping teams throwing the ball. It's kind of a bend but don't break or bend and yes. Javon Diggs to intercept the ball. But but they're, they're doing it. It's working. So I'm leaning on, on the Cowboys. And I'll tell you also, I'm leaning on that under right now. That over-under is way up at 56.5. I don't think this is a shootout. I think they're going to both teams are going to run the ball a little bit. I think the Chiefs are going to turn the ball over, and I don't think you're going to get to that over. I swear to God, I'm so happy you said that, Mike, because I said like it was like I think it was week two, whatever when they, when they were playing the Chargers. I said, you yes, know, this yes. Cowboys defense is sort of a bend but don't break thing they got going on. Everybody ripped me. We were live on the air during the games. <laughs> Cowboys defense sucks. What are you talking about? Bend but don't break. Right. I said, I don't know. I don't know. Look, look at this. Look at that. And thank you, thank you. Here we are, yeah. ten weeks later. See, I'm ahead of the curve. I don't like you said. We don't follow what we saw last. <laughs> so. Um, <laughs> And I'll, tell you, and I'll tell you right now, by the way, that game, that Chargers game, that over was up at like 56, 56. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was, it was, like it was torture it, for people. <laughs> they went up and down yeah, the field goal teams, right if you remember. <laughs> the, yeah, field goal teams and like uh, t- touchdowns that were nullified by penalties. So you, you have to watch out for that. I think you're going to see a similar kind of game this week. Mike Tanier with us on the Late Night Anger Management Class. I am Gabriel Renzi, Series XM Channel 159, Sports Grid Radio Networks. Uh, as you uh, wrote, Mike, the Green Bay Packers, these guys are unbelievable. Listen, they've, they've covered nine straight football games. It's the longest consecutive ATS run since uh, the Chargers of the early 90s in the old Bobby Ross uh, days. It's hard to yeah. believe, yeah. Um, but it's the defense. Aaron Rodgers gets all the, the attention, uh, but the defense yeah. has been playing great. They've been an under machine. And I actually, what do you think about a Packer uh, Viking? 
Viking game. Can the Vikings be the ones to give the Packers their first loss since week one? That's a game that I like the under. I don't know what your numbers are looking at there, but I think this is an under smash mouth football game this one. I think it totals a little high at 49 and a half. It might be a little high at 49, and I haven't looked, looked at the under uh, significantly, but I don't think so. You know, I think that the Packers are going to be able to cover this. You know, when the, the Vikings occasionally come up and they sneak up and beat the Packers, it, it happened last year. It almost is a, one of those Packers defensive laps types of games. You know, the Packers generally, their run defense stinks, and the Vikings generally run the ball well. And so, oh, uh, last year I think Cook had like three touchdowns, 175 yards, and that's how the Vikings won. Packers defense is playing better. They are, they are more assignment sound than they've been in past years. They're not doing all those like intricate, exotic blitzes and things like that. They're staying four-man rush. They're staying with their safeties deep. They're playing a more conservative game, and that's going to play. That's going to play against what the Vikings want to do, where they want to exploit your mistakes and, and things like that. So I'm leaning in that game definitely towards the Packers getting the win, getting the cover as well at minus one and a half. Mike Tedier, Football Outsiders, uh, with us on the Late Night Anger Management Class. A game that really, a game that fascinates me. It's not like one of the highest profile games of the week, but I sort of see this as as a loser leaves town match, so to speak. The Raiders and the Bengals. Yeah, I, like I see the Raiders' wheels sort of falling off now as the season as the season progresses. I just think they've been too much. I think the lack of depth will catch up with them. I think teams can just sort of double team Waller right now and say, "All right, let's see if anyone else can beat us." I just, you know, I just think it's too much to over come for the Raiders, yet the Bengals you know, I, I sort of started to buy in I was one of those guys, you know what I mean But drinking the, right. you know, drinking the Kool-Aid and buying into the Bengals hype, I don't know they seem to be our, who we thought they were as the late great Dennis Green stated, big football game isn't it, like, it's going to be a bad time to be the loser of this game and the winner can sort of dust themselves off and, and, and play football down the stretch, what's your take on this game? Don't have the Football Outsiders odds in front of us, but I was going over them with Aaron Schatz earlier, the president of Football Outsiders. And the loser of this game, their chance of making the playoffs goes down to about 14%. So it is loser leave town or almost leave town, or you're at the bus terminal at the edge of town. So, you know, you said the Bengals are who they think they are. I think the Bengals are who we think we are. they are, but they might still be better than the Raiders. Raiders right now, they do not run the ball well. They're going to, the running is going to be hurt by the fact that Alex Engold, the fullback that they were using, 15, 20 snaps a game, he's gone now. So that's another element. They lose rugs. Now they're losing Engold. All the different ways they would diversify their attack, those are going by the wayside. They're very vulnerable against short passes, and they're vulnerable when you go into the depths of their secondary. They've obviously lost guys on the secondary. So the Bengals are going to get out there with Chase and Higgins and Boyd, and they've got a pretty good tight end in Azuma, and they're going to attack. Jonathan Abrams, who's one of those big-hitting box safeties, doesn't cover great. They're going to attack him. They're going to attack the nickel and dime guys who are kind of like practice squad bottom-of-the-bench guys for the Raiders. And when you put it all together, I think this is a matchup that really does favor pretty heavily the Cincinnati Bengals. Mike, uh, before we get you out of here, we got about two minutes. I'll throw two uh, two games, two teams at you. Philadelphia Eagles—they get a ton of respect from the odds makers. I swear to God, Mike, every week they're like the games a pick 'em. It's like one, one and a half. <laughs> Doesn't matter who they play. It's been this way all year for whatever reason. But what a week-to-week league it is. From Sirianni and people thinking, I don't know, does this guy like? Is he even back next year, right? right. Is he even back next year to all the Eagles. I haven't spoken to one person that likes the Saints this week. Everybody loves no, the Eagles in this game. Right, because the Eagles have been playing better. One reason they're a pick is because they play every team close, or they have the last couple of weeks there. And the, the one thing the Saints have going for them, I think we're all scratching our heads of what they're doing on offense. Trevor Simeon is not a, you know, not a threat on offense. They have no playmakers. One thing the Saints do do very well, they have the best run defense in the NFL, according to Football Outsider Statistics. Eagles have been playing better because they're balanced now, because they have been running the ball, mixing the run in the past. So uh, I'm leaning towards the Eagles, too, but it'll be interesting to see if the Eagles look at this run defense and do some of the dumb stuff they were doing earlier 
earlier in the year where they would only run the ball four times a game, and three of them would be Jalen Hurts scrambles. So I think if the, if the Saints get them to get too far off of the things that have been working the last couple of weeks, they can pull, I guess, with a mild upset uh, of the Philadelphia Eagles. All right, last, uh, last question uh, I'll throw at you here. San Francisco 49ers, did they salvage and save their season? Was that the, the night that we're going to look back and go, wow, that was the night that, you know, when they beat the Rams and they turned things around? Or was that just a one-off and, and an emotional performance going into Jacksonville right now? Have you written the Niners off uh, this for the year, or are they still in this thing? I have not written the Niners off because they're in the hunt. I think the Saints could fall off. I don't think the Panthers are going to last that long with the Cam Newton bump they're going to get. I think the Seahawks are done. Niners have been playing good football. If you look at their overall statistical profile, they haven't had a lot of luck with turnovers. Opponents fumble, but then the opponent recovers the fumble all the time against them, which is weird. That usually balances out. The ball bounces into their defender's hands if they force the fumble. I think there's a chance, starting with this Jaguars game, where the 49ers claw into it. Not to be some Super Bowl contender, but to claw into being one of those teams that's going to hover around 500 and maybe wind up in that wild card. And as we see, guys, you know, four four wins, and you're in the mix right now. All right, in, fi- in 15 seconds here, I'm a Cam Newton guy. I'm happy for him. You know what I mean? I'm not an anti-Cam guy. But I think it's a mistake to rush him and start him this week. It's kind of crazy, in my opinion. What's your take on that? Who do you like in that game? Well, I think it would be a, a foolish decision in a lot of cases, but I don't think P.J. Walker gives them a lot. I think he'd go out there with Cam as almost a package guy who's going to like be running his options and things like that, and he's going to give you an opportunity there. He's facing a Washington team that's going to be without Chief Young, without Montez Sweat. That's their two best pass rushers, their two best defensive players. I think Cam gets them through this game with his sort of customized playbook. I just don't know what the Panthers do beyond that uh, for the rest of the season at quarterback. Sounds like a big day for McCaffrey again as well. Hey, Mike, you're the best, yeah. man. Time always flies, man. And I know you're busy. Thanks a lot for taking the time to be with us. All the best. We do this 24 hours a day, working hard to bring you the news you can use. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Quick as 180 minutes in Sports Talk Radio, and here we are. Thanks to all of our guests. We had a full house uh, tonight, uh, and uh, man, we're going to be jam-packed tomorrow night as well. We're, we're really stacked tomorrow. Uh, Brent Beer joins us every Friday. We talk SEC football. Um, Tony Finn. Tony Finn joins us from Las Vegas uh, every every Friday night. Uh, we're, we're talking to the play-by-play voice, Sunday Night Football. Um, Chargers, we didn't break down the Chargers-Steeler game all that much. I, you know, I want to find out the final uh, final injury reports uh, for this uh, for this football game. Uh, but uh, we got Ryan Rackey on the show, play-by-play voice 
of uh, Westwood One Radio. He's on the call. He's on the mic. Pittsburgh and the Los Angeles Chargers on the Sunday night. Chargers like five and a half. Interesting games this week, man. You know, like basically the games are massive, but they're don't overreact in the big picture. Right? Like nobody knows who's winning the Super Bowl, guys, right now. All right? Nobody knows. Like it's way too early. Um, the, the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers were 7-5 and five last year, all right, after that this time. It's about peaking at the right time. But the thing is, it's not easy to get into the playoffs now. It's not like it used to be. You know, you know what I'm saying? They added they added an extra, extra wild card, but it just means that everybody's still alive. And... But once you're in, you know, you've got a chance. So that's the key. So, like, these games, they don't mean, like, oh, if this team loses to that team, oh, it doesn't mean they can't win the Super Bowl. But you got to get into the damn playoffs. And also, I think you want to avoid being a wild card. Like, to me, if you're a division winner, you've got a chance. Like, you can go on the road and win a game. Going on the road and winning three games, you know, yeah, Brady pulled it off, but... You know, you look at the circumstances in which it worked out. Everything fell into place, even for the Buccaneers last year. All right, so Stack Show tomorrow, game time decisions. We're going to have all kinds of picks for you as well. The late night anger management class is done. Other than that, you're on your own. When did life get so complicated? Just a few years ago, you only worried about what toy to ask for at Christmas. Now, only we get you. This is Sports Grid Radio on Sirius XM.